welcome to On Focus, brought to you by the Focal Therapy Clinic, where we engage you with issues facing men diagnosed with prostate cancer that are little known, less understood, often avoided, or even ignored. Prostate cancer is the most commonly diagnosed cancer amongst men in the UK. And with this somber fact comes a multitude of challenges and opportunities. I'm Claire Delmar. As we move into 2022, I'm going to be diving deeper into some of the more challenging issues faced by both patients and clinicians, including technology, clinical adoption of innovations, inequalities, and non-clinical aspects of prostate cancer. Joining me today is Eva Tomopolo, a patient advocate with the Focal Therapy Clinic. Eva is the first port of call for patients who approach the clinic, and she has engaged, guided, and supported hundreds of men in their journeys to understand their prostate cancer diagnosis and ultimately to choose the optimal treatment for it. She's here to talk with me about the role of patient advocacy and the benefits it brings to patients and their families. Eva, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, hi, Claire. Thank you so much for having me. So let's dive right in. It's been a really interesting few months setting up the Patient Advocate Program. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things we'll mention at the end is we are continually looking for more patient advocates. Mm-hmm. And there's been a very interesting recruitment drive. And a lot of this you have led. But um, I'm interested in talking with you right now about what you actually see as the role of a patient advocate. How do you define patient advocacy? So the way I think about my role, the way I think about patient advocacy is that it's all about active listening. And what I mean by that is that we're there to listen to people's experiences, particularly at the focal therapy clinic, the patients we usually get, it would probably be the first time for them that they would have had a chance to have a lengthy conversation about their diagnosis, what were the treatment options that may have been given to them. So uh, for a lot of them, it would be the first time someone would ask them questions about their diagnosis and try to help them make sense of it, which I think is really important. And another really crucial point of, of the patient advocate role is to really give this these people that come to us the sense that they're not alone in this, so that there's other people that are going through this experience. Um, there is support for them available and there is information for them available that can help can help them better understand either their options, their diagnosis. So you mentioned about additional information, but you know what's interesting about uh, the patients at the focal therapy clinic is they're often coming for second opinion, so they already have a diagnosis. And so I guess I'm interested in observing that many of the men who come actually are pretty well informed, or I think they're pretty well informed. And and so I'm curious about how that level of information helps them or maybe even hinders them and, and how that plays into the fact that, as you say, mm-hmm. not many people have actually listened to them before. Well, they are informed. I would say that's quite a big topic. So they will have known what options are available to them. But it is very, very often that we see that patients have a very vague understanding of what their diagnosis mean. And most of the times, not a very detailed understanding of what their diagnosis mean. And we're just talking here about, you know, the very, very basic information, like what is their biopsy? What is their Gleason score? Things that I I don't know, doing doing this job every day, I would expect people to be more aware of, but Mm, it's, mm. or to have heard, I guess, uh, a lot about, but it is very, it is very often that I find that patients are not really sure. They have a vague idea of, you know, the staging. They definitely, most of the times, they would have heard about the, the option, the treatment options that would be available to them. And those usually range from surgery, prostatectomy or radiotherapy and hormone therapy. And what I see 
is that most of the times they they what they come out from this conversation is the understanding that you know their life will never really be the same after having treatment. So you think that that's a big motivator. So when I I guess when I ask about how much information they have, they have enough to know that they would like to inquire more about focal therapy and learn about you know other ways to approach their treatment. Yes, that's that's usually the starting point. So the patients we usually speak to are the people who've listened to their options uh, given to them by their consultants, and they just don't feel certain that this is the right choice. And they start looking for you know what else is out there, and mm-hmm. you know hope that there must be something out there that this can't be just what is available to them. Mm-hmm. At this point, they start finding out about focal therapy, HIFU. And this is, uh, at that stage, they would uh, get in touch with us and we mm. would start informing them. You know, starting from the question is usually what I hear most of the time is why, why haven't I heard about this? Mm. Why has no one mentioned it? And uh, yeah, that, that's usually the starting point. It's, and it's a very fair question. One that I find quite more complicated to answer the more I do this job, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I also don't understand why they haven't heard about this. Um, well, it's not, it's kind of like it takes two to tango when it comes to information, doesn't it? I mean, it's not so yeah. much that the onus is on them for not, not having heard about it, but equally, yeah. why aren't other people offering them this information? But that, that's a different question. Right. And it leads me to ask you something else. So aside yeah. from information and, you know, maybe some asymmetry of, of information, what, what are the other, you know, more typical challenges that you hear from the patients that come to you? What, what other challenges do you think that men who are faced with a, a recent prostate cancer diagnosis are experiencing? A lot of the patients that we speak to at that stage, they're quite overwhelmed with the diagnosis. It's usually, it would have happened usually fairly recently. So it, that is a big part of the role of, of the patient advocate is to try to navigate that and to just kind of take it back to trying to be as informative as possible and reassuring that there are treatments out there that you know this is a journey that a lot of people go through we spoke recently about decision regret in one of the latest blogs that you did for the focal therapy clinic and this is something that I find quite crucial that a patient who's informed and who's very well aware of their options and what would they mean for the quality of life is a patient who can make decisions that then they would feel uh, much more comfortable with. And mm-hmm. I think this is a really, again, a really big part of the relationship we have with the patients. Mm-hmm. So tell me some good news about patient advocacy. You know, tell me some interesting stories about men who you feel have particularly benefited from, you know, advocating for them. Going back to what we discussed in the beginning about our efforts to recruit uh, new patient advocates, it's been really amazing to see that patients who've gone through the focal therapy clinic who we've spoken to are now active advocates in the field in you know different capacities and they've been really inspired by their journey and their experience and I think it's just like invaluable that the role of the patient advocate seems to be such a crucial part of the journey that prostate cancer patients go through and it's really hopeful and it's really meaningful and it's always going to be an integral part of this of this process. Mm. And it's lovely to hear that people who've benefited from advocacy from people like you or some of our, your other colleagues now want to become advocates themselves. I mean, that's kind of the ultimate sort of validation that, that they've experienced something good and they now want to share it with others. 
I've, I've really been amazed by this. And it's, it's really, I mean, it's a great validation for all the work we do to see that, to be honest with you. Mm. 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 So can you tell us a little bit about what you're looking for in terms of other people coming on board to join the patient advocacy team? Just as there any particular thing you want to shout out before we close? Yeah, I mean, we were looking for people who may have had experience with prostate cancer themselves or in their immediate uh, or, you know, some kind of other first had experience and who can really speak for that journey of starting from the diagnosis and not knowing, you know, what to do and how to move forth to, you know, going through treatment and uh, how did they felt? How are they now? It would be excellent to hear from as many people as possible who have things to contribute in other people's uh, journeys, uh, who feel they would like to support other people in, uh, you know, either patients going through this. Or their families, presumably. Oh, their families. Yeah, and yes, their families, exactly. yeah. Wonderful. Well, Eva, thank you so much for joining me today and, and good luck with the um, recruitment program. Thank You're doing wonderful work. Thank you. Thanks, Claire. Thank you. A transcript of this interview and links to our patient advocacy program are available in the program notes on our website, along with further information on diagnostics and treatment for prostate cancer, as well as additional interviews and stories about living with prostate cancer. Please visit www.thefocaltherapyclinic.co.uk and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Focal Therapy Clinic. Thanks for listening. And for me, Claire Delmar, see you next time.